0: Welcome to our podcast series, The New World of Life Sciences. Life science companies are facing unprecedented change, which is significantly impacting their existing business models. In this podcast series, we will discuss key trends and their implications for the life science industry and key imperatives for business model innovation. My name is Arne Budmann. I'm a partner at Oxyg, and I have more than 20 years of experience in helping clients in the pharma and medical device industry to improve the way they work and to help them reimagine their business models. With me today is again my colleague Günter Klutschek. Quick introduction from you, Günter.
1: Yep, I'm Günter Klutschek. I joined Oxyg as a director about the A year ago. Uh, Prior to consulting, I've been working in pharmaceutical industry for more than 25 years in various uh, operational and strategic roles in uh, local markets, as well as in uh, 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 regional headquarters, such as uh, GM in Austria and Germany, and uh, chief of staff and head of strategy in the uh, European and Canada region.
0: Super, thank you. So in our last discussion, we have touched several times on the topic of data and digitalization. This is obviously a mega trend in healthcare and it will potentially disrupt the life science space significantly. Why would you say, Günther, is digitalization so important for the industry?
1: In my opinion, it's so important because uh, advances in digital technologies, as you said, are expected to be a major contributor to the transformation in the life science industry. New health information technology provides on the one hand real-time access to health data and on the other hand advanced analytics for data processing and it enables thereby personalized care through new forms of diagnostics treatments uh, and monitoring but it also enables an outcome driven healthcare sector by uh, proving effectiveness of uh, therapies in the real world. And we we start to see already a significant improvement uh, in patient care through these uh, disruptive technologies, such as nanotechnology, bionics, uh, 3D printing, predictive analytics, but also through seminal therapies like uh, genetics or stem cell therapy, all shifting the focus from treatment of symptoms to predictive diagnostics prevention and cure. And moreover, uh, technology may drive uh, consumerization of healthcare as it empowers patients via independent information and engagement channels.
0: This development is obviously also going to attract new entrants, right? So the who's who of technology companies like Apple, Google, IBM, Amazon, Microsoft, just to name a few, are uh, moving into the healthcare sector with huge investment?
1: You know, Arne, those new entrants have uh, unique capabilities in data collection, data processing, but also in health consumer engagement. Capabilities the life science industry does not have. And it's pretty likely that new entrants are disrupting the marketplace and uh, changing the role of all the existing players in the healthcare continuum. I don't think it's science fiction to envision virtual care platforms run by big tech companies as kind of one-stop shops for health consumers providing actually everything they need from access to physicians uh, and treatments uh, advice on diet and exercise monitoring of conditions to uh, guidance on, on reimbursement and so on so that leaves as with the question, what is the role of life uh, science industry in such a scenario? Is it just pure provision of, uh, of of drugs? The possibilities of digitalization for pharmaceutical companies are actually meaningful and, and exciting. But only those who start embarking on a transformation process today will be able to successfully assert their position in the healthcare market uh, of the future.
0: Right, as you said, digitalization provides many opportunities and benefits for life science companies, such as the delivery of personalized care, compelling value demonstrations, richer stakeholder engagement, enhanced R&D productivity, superior decision-making based on data and insights, and process automation. How far would you say is the industry in, in harnessing these benefits? Overall, um,
1: the life science industry has started to address uh, the digitalization trend in healthcare. But uh, the maturity level differs significantly between companies. While according uh, to recent surveys from Accenture, McKinsey, Capgemini, or uh, across health, just to name a few, while some companies have initiated digital programs, they have made acquisitions, formed strategic partnerships, and, and I actually adopting digital technology, many others are still in the exploration phase or have so far uh, not responded to these developments at all. However, digital technology has to be an integral part of any new business model in life science. And uh, the digital approach has to be fully aligned with the overall company strategy. The the, the benefits you have mentioned, Anne, they will only be realized if the importance of digital and its impact on uh, the way of working is fully understood in the organization, and if the technology is embedded along the entire value chain of an organization. And this requires uh, a culture of innovation, agility, and collaboration. In my opinion, the most critical challenge is this uh, cultural change required. Because people fear to become incompetent in their jobs or even even redundant.
0: Right. Exactly. In, in terms of building the IT infrastructure and digital capabilities, that's certainly a time-consuming and costly exercise. What would you say can the industry do to speed up the process?
1: You know, Anne, in, in order to take successful advantage of all the trends in life science not just uh, digitalization the industry needs a far wider range of skills that's uh, going uh, beyond its current capabilities and as you said building those required capabilities on its own uh, requires a lot of efforts and resources and the industry really needs to let go one of their paradigms which is we better do it on our own uh, to maintain control so partnering and collaborating with non-traditional partners such as tech companies, digital platform providers, biotech startups may help to get access to technology, to data and to the new capabilities required for innovative business models. But also enhancing partnerships uh, with traditional stakeholders like academic institutions, patient advocacy groups, payers and so on will be key to deliver packages of care, improving health outcomes. Health outcomes for which society is willing to pay in future. And as a prerequisite, a partnership mindset and the capability of building and orchestrating partner networks is needed.
0: Thank you, Gunther. Very insightful, as always. This concludes the third episode of our podcast. In the next episode, we will look at the fast pace, disruptive change and the increasing regulatory complexity, which all call for a more holistic approach towards innovation, agility and regulatory compliance. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and tune in for our next episode.